Hey guys, welcome back to Season 2 of the Asian Hustle Network Podcast, where we dive deep into stories of Asian entrepreneurs around the world. Be sure to check out our book, Uplifted, Journeys of Abundance, Community, and Identity, and check out our directory and marketplace at AsianHustleNetwork.com. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. If you like this podcast, don't forget to leave a five-star review. Hey guys, welcome to the Asian Hustle Network Podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Maggie. And we interview Asian entrepreneurs around the world to amplify their voices and empower Asians to pursue their dreams and goals. We believe that each person has a message and a unique story from their entrepreneurial journey that they can share with all of us. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Asian Hustle Network. Today we have Kayla. Kayla, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Kayla, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what, uh, well, for your, our audience, Kayla is a high school senior that's doing remarkable things. But before I, I dive into that, I want to have her just talk about herself real quick. Go ahead, Kayla. Yes, thank you. So as you mentioned, I'm currently a senior at Elkins High School. I'm located in South Houston, and I'm going to be attending the University of Texas next year, majoring in chemical engineering. A little bit about my background, I am Chinese Indonesian, and I'm a first-generation Asian American. So my parents are originally from Indonesia, and they moved down here to go to college. Ever since then, they've been living here, and they raised my sister and I, so I'm the youngest of two. That's amazing. And congratulations on getting to a university and choosing. That's so exciting. Thank you. I'm really excited to start. Yeah. So let's talk about you being the former CMO of our number one ranked startup at Nationals. What is that all about? What is Nationals? Okay, so I'll give you a little bit of like a background about the program and the company. So I'm part of a student-run company named Evo. It stands for Elkins Very Own. And essentially what it is, it's a program under the Junior Achievement Company program. What Junior Achievement is, is that it's a company that does a bunch of things, but more specifically, they run a program called Company Program, which is for high schools. And they go to high schools and they allow students to come together and start their own business. So it's basically an entrepreneurship club. So I joined it my freshman year, following my sister's footsteps. She was in it. So I was like, oh, let me join this club. Sounds cool. Joined high school. Like, oh, I need to join a bunch of clubs, you know? So joined this club and then applied to be an officer my sophomore year, became chief uh, marketing officer. And then that year it was led by Alyssa Lee and we were all um, able to go all the way to the national competition. So essentially how you get to the national competition is you create a product every year based on a problem you're witnessing in a community, in your community. So the product we had designed that last, um, this was the year 2019, 2020. So right before COVID hit, we had created a product called Threebo. And what it was, it was a bamboo straw kit that was easily portable. And our target demographic was like high school, college students, specifically in our area, because there's a huge, large Asian community and we love studying at boba places. So we created boba straws that had the pointed end and you could puncture them into your drinks. And it was a huge hit. 
we put them into these carrying cases that had ventilation holes and you could easily like throw it in your car, throw it in your backpack so they could be transported. And then it would eliminate the amount of plastic waste that went into the earth. So at the end of the year, you create a report of everything you did and the top 15 companies in the whole nation get to go to nationals. And then that's basically how we made it. We competed at nationals. It was an online competition due to COVID. And then we placed first. It was truly like a great experience and like the officer team that was a part of that we are so close-knit and it led like a group of high schoolers to become like literally family and then like the years following I was able to take over a CEO for the past two years and I've kind of continued we made new products from there that is remarkable I mean congratulations you guys in first place thank you what is your opinion of the startup world having gone gone through that experience? Is it hard? Is it difficult? Is it fun? Like, what is it like for you? I think it's definitely fun, like unlike believably fun. Yes, but it's definitely hard work. And I think it's definitely like if you're not passionate about it, you shouldn't do it because if you're passionate about it, the work you do is going to feel less like tiring and more like, oh, I'm reaching for a goal. And like at the end, when you're putting all this work, you know what you want and you have a vision versus if you're just doing it to do it and you don't have like a passion for it, it's going to feel like homework. It's going to feel like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't even care to do this. So I think it's definitely like the startup world is great because it lets people be creative. It lets you have freedom. And I think that's what's so good about entrepreneurship. So I love it. Awesome. That's remarkable to hear, especially as a high school senior. I think compared to when I was a high school senior, my mentality was completely different. <laughs> I think, I think, I mean, I don't want to date myself, but during when I was growing up was like, we were asking the question, what is passion? Right. Because that's a common word that's always thrown around by quote unquote adults at the time. Right. Got to follow your passion. You got to follow your dreams. Like what, what the heck is passion? Right. And I, I think the way you said it, said it is great about like passion is defined as something that doesn't feel like work. Being an entrepreneur myself, I can honestly say that's true. But I also want to add one, one more thing too. having passion means that you wake up with a sense of purpose, even though it doesn't get any easier. You just feel like you need to do it because you have a, because you're, because you care about it. Right. So I want to ask you the question about that is like, how did you discover that this was your passion? Right. And like, how did you prep your mental mind state to like lead a team? Because being a leader is pretty difficult, right? Because people look at, look to you for guidance. People look at you for advice. People lean on you. Right. So how did you develop your own personal leadership abilities? 100%. I agree with you that people always look at you. I think going into this year, these past two years, I have grown my leadership skills like tremendously through a high school club, which sounds silly, but it's insane. Like the skills I've taken away from that. And I think one of my biggest takeaways is that when times like get hard in a company, they will always look to the leader and be like, what do we do next? There's an issue. What do we do next? They'll always turn to you. And so you have to put on a face of like, oh yeah, I know what I'm doing. It's kind of like that fake it till you make it mentality. Because if you show like you're scared or you're clueless to your team, then your team will get that mindset. And then it's down here, downhill from there, of course. So you never want to give your team that perspective of, oh, we can't do it. Because I think like there's always a solution to the issue, whether it's the best solution in the world, you're always going to find an answer to your problem. And I think 
this year, definitely, we've been faced with many problems, especially coming back post-pandemic, working in person again. We are faced with so many like issues, but as a leader, I learned oh, I need to like keep pushing, show my team like, oh, we do have an answer. We just have to take it step by step. Yeah. Remarkable, remarkable answers. I'm very, very impressed with your answers because this is probably episode, what is it? 160 or whatever on the Asian House Network podcast. I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs on this podcast, people who made billions of dollars, people who changed the world. And your answer is definitely top tier. It, I'm a little, I'm very taken back because I'm very impressed with that. I'm like, Thank wow, you. you guys, you guys give me a lot of hope for the future. And I hope, I hope you never, I hope you never stop, right? I hope you never grind it out. And, and I will hope that you pursue entrepreneurship in college as well. Like you don't stop, right? So let's quickly talk about college. Like, what do, what do you hope to get out of college? What are your goals? Like, yeah. what kind of experience do you want to get in college? So, of course, as I said, I'm going to the University of Texas, majoring in engineering, but definitely the way that being a part of this whole like startup experience and learning and entrepreneurship, it definitely affected my future, which I never saw. Like me in middle school, I was like, oh, I'm STEM focused. So a little bit about my background is when I was younger, my mom put me in a bunch of extracurriculars and it's a huge blessing that she was able to do so. And I got to try out a bunch of different things, learn about my interests. And business was just really not one of them ever. I was a huge nerd, still am, love math class. Like I hate to say it, but I love math class. And that's why I majored in engineering. And then my mom would even put me in extra tutoring classes because I would always want to get ahead in my math class. I'd always help my friends in them. But then being a part of Junior Achievement, this whole startup program, it grew a passion for business. And entrepreneurship is so cool because, as I said, it gives you freedom and it gives you creativity. And it shows like, oh, if you put in this hard work, it'll show and you'll get results from it. And your work actually does have an outcome. So it definitely has affected me because I want to minor in business. I'm not completely sure on what field I want to be in, but I know there's a huge entrepreneurship program at UT. As long as they have McCombs, their business school is very prestigious. So I'm definitely looking forward maybe to get a minor in business management. Not completely sure, but it has definitely shaped my future outlook in my career. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to check in you in about a couple of years to see what amazing things you're working on. And out of curiosity, how supportive have your parents been with this, right? And to give our listeners more perspective, I'm probably double your age. And when I was going to school, my parents only gave me basically three options, right? Become an engineer, become a doctor, or become a lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. And out of, I just want to hear like what, it's like a lot of my own curiosity, right? what is the, the expectation now, right? I wonder what parents are teaching their kids now. That are we still required to be? A doctor, lawyer, engineer, or are we more loose and be like, okay, like you could pursue anything that you you want to do in life? How have your parents supported you along the way? My parents have truly been my number one supporter in this. It takes up so much time outside of school. And there's a whole closet in my house with boxes of like inventory of like old things, just like company products. And they have been like, number one supporter they used to whenever before I had my license they would always like drive us to Houston to all these competitions to all these meetings and I think they just love seeing that I found a passion that I truly enjoy and working with the individuals that are on the officer board with me they've truly become like a second family to me and they're such good friends because they're also high school students who are passionate 
about the same thing you are. So not only are you living like that high school life together, you're on that same goal. You have the same mission. So with that, my parents see how much joy I have just getting to be creative and getting to run a company. So they definitely have been so supportive in this. And they're really excited to learn that I've expanded my interests beyond just like math and science, that now I want to join the business field. Because I think truly like any parent, they just want to see their kid be happy in what they're doing. And I think happiness in what you're doing will lead to eventual success. I, I couldn't agree with that more. Right. I like the fact that you mentioned that, you know, as long as you're happy, it will lead to eventual success. That is very, very true. Right. I feel like uh, nowadays, I feel like it's so easy for us to fall into the path of instant gratification where it's like, I want it now. Amazon Prime, like ordering DoorDash now. Right. Yeah. You're right. Success does take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not overnight. Right. It takes years and years of discipline and action. And this is the part where I want to focus on yourself. Right. How how did you learn about like goal setting and like setting expectations for yourself and like learning to, to visualize what, what success even looks like. That is pretty advanced stuff. Right. And mm-hmm. I want to hear how you developed those abilities. Was it something that was taught to you by your parents, school peers, or your own self-interest where you're like, okay, like I need to, this is how I improve myself. I need to learn about these things. I want to focus the next part of the podcast on yourself. I think definitely my like organization and just my goal setting has definitely have an influence for my parents. Growing up, they always kept me on a path of what I'm focused on. And in high school, they left me be more independent. So there I was set to kind of have an organized schedule of what I want to do. And I knew taking on this responsibility of coming CEO of this company, it would have to have me balance school life and it have to balance running a company and on top of that still having a social life because it's four years of my high school like life I still want to be a teenager so I'm able to see like oh if I need to delegate task to people then I'll do so I'm able to see like oh I need to take a step back like I need to enjoy my time and go hang out with my friends because I don't always need to be doing work, 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 or I need to focus on schoolwork. I have a test coming up. So I think it's just a great deal of like stepping back and seeing like, oh, I need to balance out my life or else you're just going to feel more stressed and more unorganized if you don't balance it out. But yeah. Those are really good answers. <laughs> Again, you're very, very impressive. And I very impressive for, for me to hear. It's very refreshing to hear your perspectives too. But as you mentioned earlier, right? You still want to balance between work and be a normal teenager. Talk about those challenges to me. Like, why has it been so challenging? And like, have your friends supported you? Who do you talk to when you're running into trouble? Do you have mentors? I want to hear about that perspective. Okay. So just the balance between being a teenager and running a company, I think my friends have definitely been so supportive. They also, like my parents, they see how passionate I am about JA and running Evo. So they'll understand like, oh, I have a business call. Oh, I need to work on the report and things like that. So they're definitely so supportive in it. And they're always wanting to learn about what I'm working on. They love learning about what our company's working on next, what events we have next. So truly like being surrounded by a great group of friends that understands and is willing to like learn about what you're passionate about has uh, has motivated me to work on it even more because I don't feel like they're neglecting me for always like being busy sometimes because they understand and they, they see it as well as like mentors. 
I think the biggest one of them was Miss Tanya Daniels, who is the head of the company program at Southeast Texas. She is like a second mother. She is always reminding me of what I need to do and helping me out. She'll literally like answer my text at any time of the day. And she's provided so many opportunities and like guided me along with them. She always has like the company first on mind with our best like interest in hand and she's very considerate about them and she's like taught us how to balance it all and just being surrounded by like her energy for like these past four years has definitely played a part on the success of this company and my growth as a leader. I think also just an influence is the people on who you work with. The CEO of Evo is, her name is Ariana. And she, I worked alongside with her for three years now. And we truly balance each other out so well. We're so understanding of whether one of us has to step back because we're busy and we kind of like pick up the pieces of each other. So I definitely think just finding like a group of teammates who work well with you, who are supportive of you, who are understanding. And it doesn't feel like a competition between the team is definitely like very important. Yeah, that's amazing. And shout out to Tanya as well. I think she was the one that was like, hey, like can you interview some of my star students? I'm like, absolutely, Tanya. We'll love to have them on the show. <laughs> this is the Asian House Network podcast after all. And we like to hear all perspectives of the past, present and future. And obviously you are a very bright part of the feature. So walk us through a day in life as CMO and CEO, right? What kind of business meetings do you take? How do you navigate your meetings? I mean, for us that are in the working working world, we know that most meetings, we don't need meetings. <laughs> you always like, okay, like there's no there's no point to that. There's no perspective to that. There's sometimes there's no there's no reason to even have a meeting. Just to, just to like have a meeting, right? So I want to hear yeah. about like your day in life and like how how do you run your meetings too? Because I think that can give a lot of perspective to other high schoolers who are listening to this podcast right now. I think it's very different. Well, I don't really know how it is running in like the corporate world, but I think the high school experience of running a business is very unique in its own way. And it's very different and maybe like funny to some people. But sometimes during class, I will literally pull out my laptop and I'll be responding to emails in the middle of calc class. And it's funny because my like peers will be looking over my shoulder and they'll be like, what is she doing? Like, oh, I'm responding to an email because it's not, it's not common for like high schoolers to be experienced in this, which is like a huge blessing. But that's like one of the things for like business meetings, how our company runs is that we have business meetings once a week for a couple hours. Sometimes they'll be on Zoom, depending how busy everyone's schedule is with like all tests and schoolwork coming up. And sometimes they'll be in more in, I'll be in person if we have more time. So that definitely like shows like, oh, we're still high school students. We're still super busy. So we have to like manage it with all our schedules. But how the business meetings works, there is... Everyone is assigned a role. And so in our company, we currently have eight officers. There is a secretary, a treasurer, and then there is six chief officers. So there's, I'm the CEO, there's a COO, and then there's a finance, supply chain, marketing. And then we also have a special position called the chief ideas officer. And she is, Joyce is her name. She is a ball full of ideas. Like she will sit there and just think of 10 million ideas. And it is incredible what her mind can think of, but it makes our team just work so well with all these different positions. So I'll kind of delegate tasks. There'll be people in charge of social media, talking to the supply chain, and we kind of just run it slowly throughout the year. Um, in the beginning of the year, from like August to about September, October, we'll come up with our product. We'll talk to manufacturers. 
and then we'll start production. From there, we get the money, we start production all the way till about January, February, where we launch. And then we launch our product and it goes on for about the whole year until June, where our company liquidates. So what's also interesting, uh, a part of this is that every year our company liquidates. So then in August, we start right back over again. Oftentimes it's with people who repeat positions. So they'll be experienced, but they have to start all over again, think of a new idea, a new product, which I definitely think it gives you practice on your entrepreneurship skills just because you're going to have to be creative again and it starts back over and it kind of like builds a mentality of what entrepreneurship is rather than just like doing it once. It'd be kind of like, I don't know if like habit is the right word to use, but that's kind of what it is. Yeah. And you're not wrong with that too. I like the fact that you guys start from scratch every year because being in business for the past so many years now, <laughs> I can honestly say that every year is a new challenge because you're dealing with changing landscapes, right? Whereas the first year was trying to find product market fit. The second year, you're probably dealing with a global pandemic where supply chains issues increase prices of everything, right? In the following mm -hmm. year, you have new comp competitors who are doing things better than you because as human nature, it's like you get, people get bored of the same product if they use the same over and over, right? So you always have to constantly innovate. And then you have to, now you have to incorporate the emergence of like new technology. It's like, how do Web3, Metaverse, all these big terms, NFTs, it's like, okay, like how does that incorporate into your business to actually make sense, right? So I, I think with that strategy of like, you guys essentially essentially starting fresh every year and like brainstorming, it's pretty parallel to the startup world in some ways, because every year we have the end of the year call with our team. It's like, okay, like what can we do better, right? With the continuously improvement mindset. So Kayla, we have one final question to the podcast. And that question is, what advice would you give to another high schooler who wants to pursue entrepreneurship in high school? I want to see what, I want to hear what your answers are. I would say, oh, 100% like do it. It's such a good experience and it just allows you to create and express yourself and you're in high school like now's the time to try stuff out and learn what you're passionate about i think even like i've heard from people like even in college like that's your time to try stuff out you haven't really like hit the complete weird real world in a sense so like you should you're young you can still keep trying stuff out and i think in high school if you're gonna do it you have to know though if you want it to work out well, you got to be, as I said, passionate about it. You got to work hard and you got to be ready to balance that work life and your entrepreneurship and your schoolwork and everything like that. So it's definitely a hundred percent worth it, but you just got to be like ready for the path it's going to take you on. Absolutely. That's a really good answer. And so how, how can our listeners and fellow high schoolers reach out to you online? So our, in, our company's Instagram is at the Evo team. It's so T-H-E-E-V-O-T-E-A-M. And then you can contact us through there. You can like DM us on there and I'll be sure to check it and respond. And that's honestly our best way. Our website is theevoteam.com with no W or anything. Just type in theevoteam.com and you can check out more of our company's story on there. We have a short blog that tells you about our year long, like big events that happen throughout the year. And you can read about the officers on there and also shop our product. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kayla, for being on the podcast today. You're a true inspiration. It gives me a lot of hope for the future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the show. We would like to get to the top 10 on iTunes, so be sure to leave us a five-star review. We release an episode every single Wednesday, so stay tuned. Thank you guys so much.